All right, Justin, sing me a song about what it was like to be in the trenches in World War One. <laughs> you know, like uh, one of those little folksy songs that you know they'd sing while they were in the trenches about being in the trenches. Um, uh, man, I guess I just gotta brush up on my um <laughs> my British <singing>? culture. <laughs> I mean, no, no it, it can be an American one. You know, I, I know that 1917 is mainly about the British side, but you can sing an American trench song from World War One. That's fine. I have failed. I don't know any American trench songs. I don't think, I don't know if there actually are. I was just hoping maybe, you know, you watch the history <laughs> channel or something. Did any of them exist? <laughs> I'm sure they did. I was about to say. You know. The only one I was thinking of was that war song. The What It Is It Good For. You oh, know, by Edwin Starr. That's the only one. Yeah, oh, it's not shit. a trench song, but it's a war song. So that's the only one I thought of. Yeah, but no, that would have failed too. Because it's not about being in the trenches. Mm. And, you know, it's, so, it's very specific. <laughs> and some of those, and some of those wars, I'm not going to lie. I mean, you, you know, World War One and World War Two. you know, it was kind of necessary that people fought the bad guys. You can't just let the bad guys do whatever. You got to fight the bad guys. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, th- I think there was some good that, you know, came from those wars. Unlike what Edwin Starr said. I'm just really happy that I actually know who sings that song. Because for the longest time, I remember, what was it, after Rush Hour? Is when that song kind of became a thing again. My mom kept telling me it was War that sang that song. Nope, it's Edwin Starr, (laughs) you know. So if anybody's out there going to play Jeopardy or anything, just remember that. And uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's, let's cue that intro music. Hey, Cinema fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Slayers podcast. I am Sterling, and as always, I am joined by Heather and Justin. We are going to talk about what we like, didn't like, and everything in between with the movie 1917. So as we've been doing lately, we are going to start this off with just kind of giving you guys some spoiler-free impressions. Then we'll warn you about spoilers, and then we'll go into a more spoiler-full uh, side of of our review of this movie. Um, I will also put time codes in the description telling you when we do start spoilers just to give you that heads up also. So I'm going to just randomly choose Heather to start this off. Give us your impressions of 1917. 1917. So I actually didn't really plan to make it like a huge point to go see this movie. Um, I didn't know really what to expect when I did see it. I had heard good things and all of that, but um, just limited on what I knew specific storyline wise and just in general, you know, I I hadn't seen a whole lot about it other than people saying like it's a great movie. Um, So I was definitely um, surprised by how much I really, really liked this movie. Uh, That is it's just like it, it would take the cake for me over any movie that we talked about last year being surprise movies for us. This one beats all of that because it's so good. Um, just very captivating from beginning to end. Um, just very clever choices with how they shoot things and how they do things in the entire movie, even with the specific story. It's just 
very, very well made and a very well told story. It really almost sometimes feels like you're just kind of there with them, like with what's happening in some of the situations. It's just like, I, I remember leaving the theater and just being like, that movie was amazing. Like, just amazing. Like, not even just like, yeah, that's a pretty good movie. No, I loved it. I thought it was so good. Um, the acting is really great. Um, just the the direction of this movie. Just the cinematography is... I, I know that's going to be a big one, but like that is just... It's top-notch. Like, I cannot think of another movie that I could think of like that was shot that way that I just... I, it was just so, so good and very unique and original. And I loved it. They did such a good job with everything. Um, and yeah, I just, it, they, it's funny because they also have a lot of, um, they have a lot of people in this movie, people cast in this movie that are uh, pretty well known. And it was great. But just the, the, the main people in the movie that it's about uh, blew me away more than any of them it blew me away so my definitely my first impression is it's fantastic and absolutely worth the watch and i totally understand why it's getting all of the buzz it's getting about awards during award season and everything it is absolutely amazing what about you justin yeah so um just to kind of give some uh spoiler free uh impressions and everything um well this this was one of those movies that um i was kind of on the other side of that uh as far as heather's perspective where i did want to see this i saw this preview for this film i don't know how many times like even movies where i didn't think the 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 type of demographic or the type of genre of film i would see this preview in it i saw the preview in it so, I mean, I saw this preview so many times that after a while I was like, oh, there's that 1917 preview again. But when I saw the preview the first time, I was intrigued. I was intrigued by this whole thing of there's going to be these <clears throat> two uh, British army guys and they've got to deliver this message to a certain sect of the army. And if they don't, then those people are going to be slaughtered because the plans have changed and they're going into a trap. So it already kind of, even in the previews, it sets you up that they've got to traverse this dangerous land and this war is happening. They've got to traverse this war. They've got to get to the rest of their uh, battalion, platoon, whatever you want to call it. And, and they're on a time limit. And if they don't, the results could be catastrophic. So already that premise because because in the preview they put you there in that debriefing and so that premise excited me and i was like oh man i think that this is going to be fast paced this is probably going to be something uh really neat and and it kind of just uh reminded me it kind of gave me um similar vibes to save a private ride with just like you know there's a time limit and we've got to get somewhere in order to save some people so it and his army so it kind of gave me similar vibes at the time that i saw the preview but man i didn't know that going in that the film was going to be shot like this like when you see the previews and everything you see some amazing shots but when i got into the movie um, it, it was immediately understandable why this is getting a lot of its Oscar buzz and everything like that. 
I mean, the film is just beautifully shot and there are just so many just picturesque scenes and the cinematography is just amazing. I mean, definitely one of the tops, I think, this year as far as uh, the the technical achievement that it is. And that's really the, the best thing I can say about this is that you, you shouldn't dismiss this as, oh, it's just another one of those war movies where things are going to blow up. There's going to be a lot of gore and, you know, at the end, there's going to be some either sad or um, somewhat happy resolution. It's it, it, I, I believe it's more than that. This is just one of those where you have to see it to really understand the technical achievement that it is. And this is just one of those films where, in my opinion, it's a spectacle movie. Like, it's one of those where you go into the movie and it's one of those movies that just blows you away with the visuals. It's so immersive. And that's a word that I've been hearing a lot surrounding this movie is how immersive it is. And that is true. It's just like Heather said, it's almost like if you're following these two people, but it's like you're a third person. It's almost like you are there just right behind them, following them into the trenches and just some of the shots that you get where they're walking through here, going to these different landscapes and things like that. It's almost like you are there. And so this idea of shooting it as this one continuous shot, that's kind of what it does to you. It just puts you into the action. And I and I don't think that there was a film all year that was that immersive. And and, and the two characters that you follow, uh they th there is enough development with them and they do enough with them to where you care and just seeing this journey unfold and everything take place you're constantly just on the edge of your seat and because of the way it's shot you just feel like there's imminent danger around every corner before the camera gets to a certain spot you just wonder what's over there or you're you know you might even catch yourself kind of leaning or turning your head a little bit trying to see what's over the mountain or what's around the corner that's what kind of movie it is it's just that immersive of a spectacle when it comes to the visuals so yeah i thoroughly enjoyed this film um i'm i'm kind of a little bit more on the heather side of things with that because i'm not a huge war movie person i don't i don't typically uh go for those types of things it's just not my cup of tea when it comes to movies and uh like you said justin i've been seeing trailers for this what feels like for seven years now and I was incredibly surprised when it originally came out in 2019 as a limited release because of how often I'd been seeing fucking trailers for this. Like, it didn't matter yeah, what kind man. of movie it was. Like, yeah, go see How to Train Your Dragon 3, and there's a fucking trailer for this. Like, Toy Story 4, there's yes. a fucking trailer for this. And then it comes out, and it's like, oh, it's in five theaters in the world. And you're like, what, what, what the fuck? Like, why have I been seeing fucking trailers for this for so long? And, you know... Like I said, I'm not a huge war movie person, so I was kind of indifferent towards going and seeing this. And but then apparently, you know, other people saw it and, you know, it was getting such rave reviews and was, you know, everybody's making such a big deal about this movie. And I'm like, okay, what the fuck is the big deal about a fucking war movie like this? Like it just I I was perplexed. And then uh no, then I finally got to go see it and uh yeah, what you said, Justin, is very much what I wanted to comment on with this is this is probably one of the 
single best shot movies I have ever seen. Mm, agreed. Like the way they do mm-hmm. that single tracking shot throughout this entire movie makes it feel less like a movie and more like a random window in time to the events that are happening over like a 24 hour span. And it does this weird thing by almost making this war, this world war, in a way very claustrophobic, like you were a soldier in the movie. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, this is a world war. There's just countries upon countries and everybody's fighting in this. And this does such a good job of making, I don't want to say intimate, but of really scaling things down to where, you know, you're just following the the two soldiers in the movie. And it did just such a great job at just taking it and in, 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 in shrinking it down to where you, like you said, you it's almost like you become the third person in that group in those scenes. And, you know, there are times that it really adds to the tension when they're, they're climbing through trenches and stuff like that. And then there's, you know, a time later in the movie where it, it doesn't add to the tension, but it adds to the frantic franticness of it all. And it does that a couple of times. And it was just one of the, it was just one of those things that like it completely blew my mind how they were able to truly do that. Because the only other movie I had seen that has come close to doing something like that was Birdman, you know. Yeah. Which and they and that's it's fantastic in that too. But the what they were able to portray and the scale of what they were doing in this, because there are, you know, some you know, battle scenes and things like that in this movie and, you know, able to do something on that scale, but still keep that with that single tracking shot mentality with the way they filmed it uh, was just utterly mind blowing. And just the amount of dedication and thought and, you know, commitment to doing something like that is, it was just, it was, it was just utterly mind boggling. Like I kind of wish I was able to have seen this in 2019 where, you know, some parts of the country did. And, but no, for us, it didn't come out until, you know, January where it did go to the wide release. And because if this had, if I, if I'd gotten to see this in 2019, this would have been on my list of best movies of 2019. Uh, you know, that the acting is, I don't want to say it's fine for what it is. It's, it is what it is. Uh, and the story is very minimal, um, for what it is. It's not, you know, there's, you do see some amounts of character development and things like that, but I mean, what, what kind of real development are you expecting out of characters over a story that takes place in less than 24 hours? And, but what this movie does visually with telling the story and, and like you said, Justin, immersing you into it is what makes this movie like elevated. You know, it's, it's not the type of movie that you're going to get. I, I don't want to say Academy Award winning acting because I'm, I'm really not trying to put down the acting, but it's, it's just not that type of movie. And, you know, it's it's not going to get like, you know, best screenplay, which I, I don't remember what this was and wasn't nominated for. It could have been nominated for best screenplay. Who knows? But to me, those just weren't the important aspects of it. It's just how authentic and how immersive and how how much visually this movie committed to telling the story in a specific way. Those were the elements that elevate this into, you know, the the realms of getting nominated for a best picture and because this, to me, doesn't feel like your traditional best picture type of nominations. Because it's not, you know, one of those, like, stories that will, will change your mind about things. Or, you know, that makes you really think about something like like on an existential level and all this other stuff. I mean, not to say that it doesn't have elements that don't make you think. I'm just saying, like, it's one day in a war that was, what, four years long? And 
just the way it was able to do that and like you know like you said and i've said like put you in that that seat in, in a way that almost feels like a video game cutscene. i mean it really puts you in it and yeah. the way it was able to do that is unlike you know a lot i've seen and my cats are really trying to destroy my table um but yeah it's just it was just one of those things that was really really great to me and i'm just i find myself really wanting to say some things and not being able to yet so uh let's go ahead and do you guys have anything else to say in the spoiler free section nope no i'm good all right so let's do our recommendations and scores uh heather what's yours uh 100 recommend this movie like i i used to be a really big war movie fan and i guess maybe over the course of the past several years i guess maybe i just haven't seen one that really struck me um I put this up there like maybe it's just me and maybe I'm really just gonna make people think I'm crazy here but this behind uh, Saving Private Ryan is my favorite war movie um, as of now. Uh, that's how much I like this movie. It was so good. It was amazing. It was beautiful. Um, I, I just can't recommend enough seeing this movie and how it just, it draws you in it in a way that I just, no other movie really has in a really long time for me. So I absolutely recommend it. My score is going to be um, <laughs> hard, hard to say without any, any spoilers, but I'm going to give this 90 walks through the trenches out of 100. Justin, what about you? Um, no, I definitely recommend it. Um, <clears throat> normally the, the group of friends that I go with, there was a uh, one guy who said, eh, I'm not, I don't really have any interest in seeing, uh, another war film. And he didn't go. And I feel bad that he didn't go because <laughs> he just totally missed out. And the fun and the ironic thing about him is that he likes to play like those first person shooter video games and stuff like that. And the funny thing and the ironic thing is, is that he probably would have appreciated this more than uh, I and my other friends did because it was like playing one of those games. I mean, it was like being in a Call of Duty or something like that. A lot of the shots were. So it's funny that he didn't want to go see it, but I get where he's coming from that, you know, you just tend to think that a lot of these war movies are the same, but... I, I can't lie, man. This separates itself from that because of the way it was done, the way that it was shot, the the and how we've all said how it just puts you in the midst of the danger and how and the frantic pacing and everything that's going on with it. And it, it just has to be it's one of those movies. It has to be seen to be believed, it, it, you know, would I recommend something like the first Jurassic Park at the time? Of course I would, because you just had to see the dinosaurs. You just have to see what they did with the T-Rex. You have to see them walking around in this park and enjoy the visual spectacle of that. And this is like one of those films where you just have to see this. You just you have to be there. You have to see this in a movie theater. Like, I don't even know if watching this on TV, like this would be fun. I guess I would go back and revisit this once it comes out on media and stuff like that. But man, 
this is one you've got to see this in the movie theater to, with that surround sound and everything exploding around you and everything like that. You really got to see this in the movie theater, in my opinion, to fully appreciate it. It's just one of the most immersive, just visually pleasant, just gorgeously shot films of the year. So, yeah, don't think it's just another war movie because it isn't. It, it, it is on. It's something else entirely. It's more than just that. Uh, with that being said, um, I'm going to give it 94. Man, this is hard without spoilers. Uh, we'll go with 94 um, one tracking shots behind two brave soldiers venturing into the unknown out of a hundred. I don't know why you guys think we can't give spoilers in that section. Cause we talked about doing it cause there's no context. So you guys were just shoehorning yourself for no reason. Um, yes, I highly recommend this movie. It's fucking great. Uh, I was never a war movie aficionado. I, I think saving, saving private Ryan is fine. Like I said, not my cup of tea. So I'm not really holding that again. Like, you know, so if you're like, oh, I love Saving Private Ryan, you're not going to offend me. And, I, you know, I'm not going to be upset because, you know, I understand why people like it. Just not my thing. But this movie, holy fuck, is good. I mean, this is just textbook. Great fucking movie. Um, so, yeah, I, and I, I do agree with you, Justin. Holy fuck, you got to see this in a theater. Like, this is one of those movies that, you know, it's great. It, it'll be great even on a rewatch on a TV. Because TVs now are really nice. You know, it would be great in 4K on a TV. <laughs> but it's really fucking great on a fucking movie-like th- screen. Mm-hmm. Like, when you get that Dolby, you know, Atmos fucking gigantic-ass speakers fucking rumbling, you know, where you feel that bass and shit in your chest. Holy fuck, you gotta see this movie in the movie theater. Super fucking great. Um, I'm gonna give this movie 97 sneaky fucking stabs out of 100. So on that note... Spoilers now, right? Spoilers. So if you don't want spoilers, fucking stop listening. All right. So 1917. Was I the only one fucking surprised when that other guy died? Yep. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. I was surprised. I, I was didn't surprised think he was going too. to. Like, holy fuck. Like, and then it made so much sense when you look at the trailers. You're like. Yeah. Yeah. When you go and look at the trailers, when he's like running through the battlefield at the end of the movie or that shit that's at night when he's like running in that that town from the, the German soldiers and stuff like that, the things you see in the trailers, you're like, oh, yeah, no, it was just him for a lot of those scenes. Like you don't actually see both people during the trailer and stuff like that. But I was fucking caught off guard by that. Holy fuck. Like and it was done in such a good way, too. Like I loved I loved it throughout the beginning of the movie when there was both of them the camera would go back and forth on which one it was focusing on. And I feel like that was a setup for that fucker to get stabbed in that scene. So you wouldn't think it's weird that all of a sudden it started following that guy. Like, I just liked how it kind of wove back and forth depending on who was moving, you know, who it was going to focus on. And I I really do. I feel like that was a setup for that scene. So you wouldn't think it's weird, you know, because I really think they were playing on, you know, you thinking that the the guy that gets stabbed is going to be the main character. And so I liked that they still would focus on the other guy, even when they were really selling him as the main guy. So that whenever that scene happened, it wasn't like, wait a second, why is it following him all of a sudden? You know, it really, it really makes the sneaky. And yeah, no, I was fucking mind blown by that. And I don't feel like I should have been like, it's a war movie. Like people fucking die in war movies and shit. But I'm like, holy fuck, this guy just got shanked after saving that guy's life. War be crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Right. 
And, and it was great because like, because the, cause, cause all I was thinking is, okay, one of them has got a brother that they're trying to get to and the other one doesn't. So, you know, we've just seen so many movies and you're almost just preconditioned to think, okay, the one who doesn't have the brother is going to sacrifice himself for the guy who has the family. Yes. You know, that yeah. that's, you know, you just think you're just preconditioned to think that is what is going to happen. Because you've like, seen you, ju you just 2000 movies of that. Exactly. Exactly. And they were like, nope. Uh, fuck your expectations. The guy with let the brother the guy is going to who die. Doesn't, yeah, let it be the guy who doesn't even want to be there. Which <laughs> like, is, that's yeah. the interesting part. Which is great, because how fucking true to war is that? It yeah, is true. For sure. Like, yeah. I appreciate yeah. things like that in movies, because that's what it fucking really is. Like, especially in war yep. and shit like that, like, motherfuckers just be dying, dude. Like, in... Right. And so, like, whenever it just happens like that, and it's, and I love that it's so sudden, and it's off camera when he gets stabbed. Like, I loved all of that. Because, like, how true is that? Like, especially in something like World War One, where you're fighting in trenches, and you don't always see the fucking people shooting at you, and all this crazy shit for just one wrong thing to happen, and bam, you're fucking dead. And the way they did that, too, where he went from, like, oh, the mission, the mission, to, like, he's dying and then doesn't know where the fuck he is. And, like yeah and then the guy yeah, yeah then the guy's got to get like the map and shit off of his friend who's dying in the middle of this super important mission and now everything's like covered in his friend's blood like it was fucking insane and like also i'm i'm really kind of sad that they showed benedict cumberbatch in the trailers because how badass would it have been to make it through this entire movie and he's the fucker at the end that he got like warned about and shit like, I was fine with, you know, you knowing Colin Firth is in the movie, you know, being the general that gives the orders and shit. I'm fine with that. But I loved kind of like, you know, when Mark Strong's there. And maybe I'd seen a trailer and seen Mark Strong and I didn't remember. So that was a pleasant surprise, you know. And then like what Richard Madden at the end being the brother. I liked that. I appreciated that fun little, fun yeah. little cameo surprise at the end. And yeah. I just yeah. wish I hadn't known that Benedict Cumberbatch was in it because how fucking cool would that have been? That he gets there to the end and he's telling this guy, you know, oh, don't attack and all this other shit. And it's fucking Benedict Cumberbatch with a fucking scarred out eye turning around. God, I wish I didn't know that. <laughs> that would have been pretty cool. Because. Yeah, that would have been a nice surprise. At a certain point in the movie, I knew it was him was going to be that guy. I think after you meet Mark, Mark Strong's character, I'm like, Benedict Cumberbatch is going to be the guy he's got to give it to at the end. And Mark Strong's the one that gives him that warning of like, oh, make sure people are around him because some people just want to fight. I was like, oh. So the I want to fight general or the I want to fight colonel guy is going to be fucking Benedict Cumberbatch. Like I knew it then, and it made me a little sad. I just would have appreciated that like little surprise. But like that's such a nitpicky thing. Like because like holy fuck, this movie's great. Like that fucking chase fight scene through that fucking town when it's at when it's at night. Oh yeah, that is single. Yeah, and the flare and the flares are yeah. going off, so it's just creating all these like awesome lighting effects yeah man that was just gorgeous and scary and frantic all at the same time yeah like you i've what you know we've we've watched a lot of movies and shit like that i've never felt frantic watching a movie i've watched movies that felt frantic but i've never felt frantic watching a movie until that scene yeah like it's just done so fucking well like you know and like 
It's just it there there's just the small fucking details and things like that. Like man, that that fucking scene towards the beginning of the movie when they're first going when they're going across the no man's land, and then that guy with his barbed wire punctured yeah. hand gets shoved into a corpse. Uh yeah. Yeah. Like and you feel it for him. You're like, oh, you're gonna lose your hand. Like you just know it. Even when he makes it to the other side, he's gonna get medical attention. You're like, oh, you're gonna lose your hand. You just know yeah. it. It was in a corpse with a fresh wound like holy fuck but like it's just everything about this movie was just it was it really was it was just a fucking pleasure to watch and like the thing is is like we did say no spoilers like you know for this episode and stuff like that but there's not really too much to spoil in this movie outside that one guy dying like in all honesty like that's the only real spoiler you have for this movie because i mean other than that it's 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 john wickian with its straightforwardness of storytelling like it to me this movie does channel and i think one reason why i connect with this movie so much is this channels john wick on so many levels and i'm talking about the actual character of john wick because like this movie in a way is like a force of nature like it's just so like singular in purpose and focused and driven like just the clarity at which you know they they had their vision uh sam mendez and and then told it is just utterly fucking spectacular and i mean and it it did a lot of things like, you know, the, the gun scenes and, you know, the little battles here and there and stuff like that. Those are all things we've seen in other movies. But just the presentation of doing them in that single tracking shot. And, you know, with, like you said, by doing those really authentic things with the lighting, like what would have happened at that time? You know, like in that little town in France when they're like, you know, when he's running through it and the Germans are just shooting up flares to see if they can see enemy soldiers and stuff like that, you know. Like those little things like really just added that level of authenticity to this that makes it that much more immersive with how it does it. And Justin, you should have just seen this movie again recently because then you could have remembered that scene, the, the scene where the guy was singing at the end of the movie when he reaches that other group. Oh, yeah, that's true. There was a guy singing. <laughs> yeah, right. I should have uh, memorized the song, I guess. <laughs> Golden voice. That was great. Yeah. But yeah, it was just one of those things. And then like all of that, it's, and then, and one thing I loved about this movie with the trailers going into it, he gets to that group and you're like, oh, he's at the end of his journey. But you know, from watching the trailer, he's going to have to run through that fucking battle. And that amped me up so fucking much. Yeah. Like just knowing that this utter insanity still had more to go. I, I actually really liked that because they don't really show you that whole battle or anything like that, or, you know, in the trailer, they don't ruin anything with that. Cause you know, you're expecting battles in a war movie, but just knowing that that's what was next, that he's going to be running through those people going a different direction of everybody else. And there was just going to be explosions and shit. Oh, I was so excited for that scene to come. So I really appreciated that part of it. Like that the trailer told me that, and like I said, it didn't ruin anything for me. It just amped it for me. I was like, fuck yeah, we're about to see some cool ass shit. And we did. Cause that shot right there, where he's just running through that, that right there alone, like that scene is award-winning within itself. Even if they had just done the rest of the movie, like a normal fucking movie and done all this shot, like shit, just normal. But they did that single tracking shot through that scene. I still think it would be best cinematography. And if this movie doesn't win best cinematography, fuck the Oscars for eternity. <laughs> like Sam Mendes was nominated for best director too, right? Yeah. 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 Fuck he them if he doesn't that. win that either. I'll I'll be slightly forgiving if this movie doesn't win Best Picture 
But if this movie does not win Best Cinematography and Best Director, fuck them all. Yeah, I agree. For eternity. Yeah, totally. I will just never forgive them because that would be the most unforgivable thing they could have done. Because even if there are better movies or whatever, like this, obviously, by my score, this is one of my top movies of last year, hands down. But if at least doesn't win those, like like it's the best cinematography, there is not a better shot movie last year at all. Like in no way, shape, or form is there a better shot movie of last year. I'm very hard-pressed to say there's a better shot movie ever. Like, that's how much I really loved the way this movie was shot. Like, I'm really hard-pressed thinking of just an, a top-to-bottom, on like a clinically technician level, better shot film. And in a way, and, and that's almost taking away from it too, because on top of that, is it so technically sound, but it it's artistically sound too. Like Sam Mendes and in, in, in the cinematographer for this movie, and I wish I knew his name. I feel like an asshole for not knowing this. Just wonderfully bridged the gap of making it technically and artistically like this algamation uh, of both of them. It was just one of the best things I've ever watched. All right, one of you two now say something. Justin, say something now. Uh, yeah, and, and like, and some of the other things that I just liked about the film, just all of the kind of even though there were elements that you're familiar with, nothing seemed to ever happen just the way that you expected it. Like we talked about um, the, the the other guy with the brother that died or even just uh, like towards the beginning of the movie when they're kind of in that little underground cave or whatever that was, just trying kind of going through there. And then it's like, uh-oh, there's a trip riot. Okay, well, let's just make sure we don't step on that. But then a rat, you know, triggers it. And then it all, it's all coming down on them. And then they have to hurry up and get out of there. And, you know, it was just like every time you thought you knew what you were going to get, they just did something a little bit different to kind of make that scene memorable or powerful or whatever that they were trying to go for. So I just appreciated uh, all of those little elements like that, or, or just even when um, after that, uh, after that like spectacular chase in that little city with the flares and everything that we're talking about, where he meets the woman with the baby and he just assumes that it's a mother and child and then come to find out, no, she just found that child and just decided to be its mother, just to take care of the child and everything like that. Like, so just even like little things like that, just the, the, they just did such a great job at just making sure that nothing was just a throwaway. It felt like it felt like everything was just had a significance to it or had a point to it. And I will agree that, um, th that, as far as the cinematography and the look of the film, uh, I don't know how it doesn't win in, in that category. And I expect that it will. I mean, I just really don't see what other film had better shots or cinematography and things like that. Uh, now, director, um, he's got some competition. I mean, 2019, there were a lot of good movies in 2019. I mean, honestly, I think that 2019 was just a great year for movies. You, you know, just as far as whatever spectrum you're talking about, whether you're talking about the comic book ones, whether you're talking about like uh, whatever genre you're talking about, there was probably something for everybody this year. But the level of difficulty of this 
that I could appreciate, like what it would have taken to make this look like one track and shot. I mean, everything just looked like one take. And maybe there were points where they obviously could have cut. Like there's a part where sometimes the camera would move around a hill or a dune or something, or it would move around some rocks or something. If he was, whenever he was kind of going down river or whatever, uh, trying to escape danger where maybe they could have done some cutting there and stuff like that. But for the most, but, but even then it's so seem if they did, if they were doing that, it was so seamless that it never feels like there was ever a cut. So I'm just trying to imagine all these actors, all these people having to be in the right place, having to deliver the right line, having to say it the right way for this, for this to be effective and for the shots to work. And so, and, and the planning that would have had to have gone into that as far as the direction. So, yeah, I, I could definitely see Sam Mendes winning that. And and this is just kind of one of those memorable movies where I wouldn't be surprised if it does kind of sweep at the Oscars, if it does kind of take a lot of the top awards and different things like that. You know, like like we all said, there's not much of a story here. So yeah, you're not going to win. You're not going to see a win for acting and different things like that. And yeah, screenplay, I, I would imagine most of this is, is things happening on the screen. So I, I wouldn't see it winning anything like that. But as far as the technical achievements and the directing and picture, it's definitely one of the front runners for that, uh, I'm sure. So, yeah, this is one of those where I wouldn't be surprised for it to take like three or four of those uh, major awards at the Oscars, because I, I would just because after you see this, I can't imagine this not being a difficult undertaking. I mean, I just can't imagine that with how it was shot and how it has to follow this, these two people and then eventually this one person through this and to make it seem almost seamless like that. That's a lot of planning. That's a lot of engineering. That's a lot of things having to go perfectly in order for it to feel like that. So yeah, I could definitely see it um taking a lot of those awards as well. Just just very impressive visually. Nothing like it came out this year, honestly. Um just to add to what I was saying though. So the cinematographer for this is Roger Deakins. And I mean, I'm not going to lie, this motherfucker is like the Meryl Streep of cinematographers. Um just to kind of go over oh, what man. he's what he's yeah, whatever he. So this is just kind of a list of movies he's either been, you know, the cinematographer or, uh, or the director of photography for. So obviously, nineteen seventeen, uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, uh, Cesario, Skyfall, uh, the remake of True Grit, uh, Revolutionary Road, Doubt, the assassination of Jesse James by the the coward Robert uh, Robert Ford, uh, No Country for Old Men, uh, The Big Lebowski, Oh Brother Where Art Thou, uh, Fargo. Wow. Uh, here's one for you, Heather. The Shawshank Redemption. Nice. Um, Damn, that's that's like nothing yeah, but that's a great good list. movies. Yeah, that's like nothing but great movies. Just and so about, man. he's only won one Academy Award for it, and that was for Blade Runner twenty forty nine. But he was nominated for Cesario. He was nominated for that movie. Oh, Unbroken. Uh, the movie Prisoners. He was nominated for Skyfall. 
True Grit, The Reader, The Assassination of Jesse James, No Country for Old Men, The Man Who Wasn't There, Oh Brother Where Art Thou, uh, a movie called Kundun, Fargo, and Shawshank Redemption. So he was nominated for all those, but he only won uh, in 2018 for Blade Runner 2049. But I mean, this Man. guy, like, I guess, I guess more aptly, he'd be the Martin Scorsese of cinematographers. But I doubt I'm going to say fuck him because Roger Deakins seems like a cool guy. Unlike you, Martin, I'm still disappointed in you. But, or even like the Leo DiCaprio, where yeah. he's only won once. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, this guy's been d- n- nominated and and just been doing spectacular fucking beautiful movies forever. So I don't, I, if I wish I had looked him up sooner, because then I would have probably actually been more amped to see this movie. Because like, you just like look at his like career and you're like, oh, this motherfucker knows how to shoot a damn movie. Mm-hmm. Like even little things like I am one of those crazy people that thinks the Big Lebowski is a little bit overrated. And by a little bit, I mean a lot of it. No, I agree, actually. (laughs) But holy fuck, is that a well shot movie, though? Like it's a beautifully shot movie. You know, this I mean, so this guy does pretty much a lot of movies for Sam Mendes, the Coen brothers. And what's his name? Uh, David Villanueva or something like that. Who's who's who did Blade, uh, Blade Runner 2049. So like those are the three directors he really does movies for. And, like, they're all beautiful movies. Even when you get into something like, Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Which, you know, isn't like this. Or Hail Caesar, because that's one he did, too. You know, those those movies aren't, you know, you're not thinking about the way those movies are shot. But if you think about it, though, like the style and everything in which he he captures those movies, they're beautiful movies. And, yeah, so, I mean, it's just utterly no surprise that this guy knows what the fuck he's doing. God, he better fucking win. I'm going to be so mad if he doesn't. Uh, uh, Heather, what about you? What's what's some more things you want to say about this movie? <laughs> yeah. Um, first side note, though, is uh, like you were talking about Richard Madden being in there, which was really cool. But I actually, uh, he looks so much like the kid at the beginning. Like they actually do look a lot alike. So I was like, I, I thought the casting for that was very well done but also i was wondering why this kid the one that died looks familiar and he's the younger king in game of thrones i don't know if you guys knew that he's joffrey's little brother because i was like why does he look familiar and that's who he was so i don't know if anyone else realized that i was trying to figure it out the whole time i was like why does that kid look so familiar yeah so um I didn't I didn't realize that until after the movie. I was like, why does he look so familiar? But yeah, so that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, this, I mean, kind of like how you, we were talking about earlier. It's definitely not, you know, one of those movies where um, the story is like overly complicated. It's not overly just like a lot going on story wise um, like that. It's just it's not a dialogue driven movie. Um, it's kind of like the opposite of marriage story where that one is a very dialogue driven type of movie. This is not, this is very much action, physical, physically driven, um, type of movie. And it's, it is very well done. The way they do it is perfect. Like I, I, I'm a fan of movies that have really great dialogue. Like I love movies that are like that movies that make you think movies that do that kind of thing. But this one honestly didn't need it. Like, and that is part of why I really like Saving Private Ryan is because, you know, just the the dialogue is good. Just all of it is just so great. But um, the subtlety of this movie is just awesome. And while I do understand and agree about how obviously it's not really probably going to win 
any kind of acting awards um the the kid who the main kid um i had his name something mckay i just saw his name um george mckay who plays um the the main guy that you see in this movie he definitely deserves a lot more credit than he's been getting though because i mean this movie kind of rides on him and all of the physical acting that he's doing throughout this whole movie is amazing like you just you you see the struggle and you see that urgency that he has in almost everything he's doing and it really is what makes it feel so realistic to what it would be like to be a soldier in a war and i just think that he he did a phenomenal job of showing that and i do think that while i understand like <laughs> that's not going to it's not a movie that is like an acting vehicle really it it's it's not going to be as good if you don't have the people that are making the urgency of the situation seem as urgent as it is and so i do think that the he and um both of them actually just really deserve a lot of credit for how how well they just made everything about this seem so um intense and just immediate and just how dire the situation was and you just see it on their faces and you you feel it in everything that they're doing so i do think that while it's not going to be the acting vehicle type of movie everything they're doing is perfectly done so i just don't want that to be overlooked cuz i really appreciated how well they did that um i also i i don't know i think the um it just there was a lot of scenes in it that like they were just very powerful scenes like you were talking about where he's running through the battlefield you know trying which is another sense of that urgency that you feel and um i mean that got me that scene really got me i was amped for it but i was also like oh my gosh like what's about to happen you know because <laughs> you really don't know at that point i mean they were not playing it safe i mean they killed that kid at the beginning and you really i thought he was going to be throughout the whole movie or at least more than he was in it and just the surprise elements they give you because it is a war and that is realistic to what they're doing so um you know you just never know what was going to happen in this movie and i loved that it was so intense like just the whole time any scene and just the the quietness of this movie just any moments when it's really quiet or you just you don't hear anything you get more nervous <laughs> you get more intense you get more drawn in because you're just like something's about to happen what's going on so it's it's so very smart how how they do all of that and even the scene of like when right after his friend dies and you know he meets Mark Strong's group of people and that whole caravan of people that he's with that scene when he's just you just see how much he really just wants this mission to be completed and he knows how how much of a weight this is on him now because he's alone now and he basically just pleads with these people to help him like get this vehicle up and moving and working again because he's like no I have to do this and just how mission minded he was and it was just it was powerful like that scene really got me because you just see how he's like everything that he's putting into trying to get this vehicle out of the mud is just like it's the anger and it's the frustration and it's the sadness and it's just the nerves it's everything you see on his face when he's trying to do that and you just feel it 
because he's just like got so he has to have so many emotions going into that and so many emotions after what just happened that you just you feel it when he's there and i think even the soldiers around him were like this kid's like <laughs> he i feel for this kid like he is just really he's he really wants to do this you know and just explaining why it was so important it was just it was so good the whole way through and it was just very powerful to see that because you know you just think about like that really has to be how it is for for these for these people that are in the wars and in the military and everything and it was just so i feel like it was so true to how that would really be um how that situation would really be so um i just think that everything they did with that even just those subtleties of those scenes were so great and and i really do love the fact that the one the one character who was like why did you have to pick me for this why did you want me to go with you i don't want to do this is the one who has to do it and i i really did like that element of it and just yeah just so like you don't really know much about his character per se because he doesn't i mean he's not as open as his friend was about his life and telling stories and all these things but you know, he just, you know that he misses his family and you know that he's like, just, he, he knows what he's there for and why it's so important for him to complete this thing that they've set out on. So um, it was just so, so good. Like just, it was very moving, but just like, it really it keeps you tense the whole time. It's just crazy. I've, I haven't had a movie do that in a long time. And it wasn't even like a scary movie. Normally it's like scary movies or suspense movies that like make me that way but no this was just i mean and even just like um like from the beginning like when they're it's just the two guys going through that land and when he gets his hand like put into the corpse like that was just unexpected but just that whole that whole scene too i think was so amazing because just it really it's so much physical like you have to be quiet and you have to be very strategic about what you're doing and all of these things. And I just feel like it has to be probably one of the most true forms of what it would be like, you know, a day in the life of a soldier. And I just think that every decision they made was very smart. So, um, yeah, I just, I just can't say enough about just how, how well all of it was done. And I totally agree. I think like, I know everybody's kind of upset because there were no female directors that were nominated and um, Greta Gerwig and all of these people who were great and did great movies this year or this past year. But even if females had been nominated, I still think that Sam Mendes needs to win this because the direction of this movie is beyond what I've seen before. Like it's so fantastic. And the cinematography, it's just, it's, just a movie that you you've never seen anything like this movie before and it's a really great like masterclass on it doesn't have to be just driven by like one person's performance even though it is pretty much one person for most of this movie it doesn't have to be just their acting or their dialogue or whatever it's it's every element of what's going on around him and every element of this war and what's happening that makes this movie and it's just so smart about showing how using every piece of filmmaking is so important to make a great movie and i just think they were so good in how they did that sam mendez did such a great job with that so yeah i just think um 
it deserves definitely a best direction and best cinematography. If it wins best picture, I'll be happy. I think it was great. So yeah. All right. I want to geek out a little bit more about my boy Roger um, because I've been doing a deep dive into him as we've been recording. So he was also a visual consultant for all three How to Train Your Dragon movies and WALL-E. God, this guy's fucking awesome. Wow. I think he's my new favorite person all to do anything. He's a really splendid movie. Yeah. I mean, he, he was also uh, uh, Puss in Boots and Rango. He was also a visual consultant on them, and they're all beautiful animated movies. So apparently when you need anything that's a beautiful fucking movie, you hit that guy up. Damn, he's good. I'm sorry. I, I, I know that's a slight detraction from what we're talking about, but he's just my new favorite person. Like, I feel like I need to be best friends with him now. Like, I wish there was an app that you could download on your phone to where you could see the world through Roger Deacon's eyes. And I would just walk around looking at it that way. Because, man, oh, man. Anyway, um, no, I do agree with you, Heather, though, that, like, a lot of those scenes uh, w- w- with this movie, I mean, yeah, like, there was, I'm not going to lie, with how they did this movie, I thought, like, I legitimately thought that they were able to keep the stakes really high because I legitimately felt like the the main character could have died at any point in this movie, and it wouldn't have surprised me. Like, when he was when he was running through that battlefield to get to that colonel, I legitimately thought he could have died in that scene and it would have very much fit with how that movie is and how real to the situation it was. Like another scene we haven't really talked about yet was when he was going up against that sniper that was in that building and he dodges all those shots and then he gets into the building and then like the sniper who he had hit kind of just last ditch shoots at him when he walks in and then like knocks him down the stairs and he's unconscious for a few hours and stuff like that. Like that scene alone too, like... It almost like, you know, if you had told me that he dies in that scene, that wouldn't have surprised me either with just how this movie was going and things like that. And it was just, like you said, it's, it's the subtle, it's the subtleness of this movie that really like adds to the depth of it when you watch it. You guys have any final thoughts or anything? Nope. No, I'm good. On that note, guys, thank you guys for listening to the Cinema Slayers podcast. Check us out on Facebook, which is Cinema Slayers podcast. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram, which is cinema underscore slayers check us out on the internet which is www.cinemaslayers.com i don't know why i always say it like that like i'm separating facebook twitter and instagram from the internet it's all the internet but either way uh cinemaslayers.com um if you want any of our cool merch you can go there click the little merch button in the top right hand corner it'll take you directly to our store if you're ever looking to do a podcast yourself but you don't live next to the people you want to do it with there's no problem guys you just use the ringer app which is what we use and you can go to ringer which is r-i-n-g-r.com and type in the code cinema slayers or you can go to our website and click the ringer button in the top right hand corner and it'll automatically take you to the sign-in page with that which will also get you like a little bit of a discount and stuff like that so um check that out guys because it makes it really easy for you to record audio when everybody's in different places because it gives you you know a standard track with everybody mixed together or if you're like us you get individual tracks for you to mess around with so that's always super fun so if you ever you know need anything like that in your podcasting needs uh check out ringer um other than that, just keep listening. Let us know what you think of our new format with how we're doing this. Does it this make you easier for you guys um, if you haven't seen the movie? So then that way you can listen to part of it, decide whether or not you want to see the movie, and then come back and listen to the rest. Uh, let us know what you think about this. And uh, just as much as I want Roger Deakins to be my best friend, just remember, guys, according to Justin, Moon Knight is a Best Picture winner. 
I thought you were going to make machine gun noises or something or war noises during that, Justin. Oh, damn. I couldn't, I couldn't think of anything to do. <laughs> I was I like, just, uh, I mean, what most of the time you just one? do like a feral scream. I don't I mean, I don't, do you put thought into what you do during that? Sometimes, yeah. Or sometimes it depends on the movie we're talking about. Like I did Arnold one time or like I did. I just couldn't think of anything that would fit it, though. Yeah, like I said, most of the time you just do like a primal scream. Yeah, no random noise came to mind. I didn't. Uh, I mean, you could have at least done like weird little gun noises like pew, 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 pew. Yeah, I could have, huh? Somebody getting shot. Ooh, oh, get bitched. Or something like that. Oh, man. Just so many missed opportunities for this episode for you, Justin. You, you d- couldn't name a trend song and then you didn't even make any outro song noises. Man, oh, man. I know, huh? 